0: Welcome to In My Mug, episode 265, on Monday the 9th of December 2013. I am your flu-ridden host, Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug, and welcome to the news! Man flu can kill! On serious news. Um, did you get one of the gifts from Midnight last week? Uh if so, and you were one of the lucky 50, I do hope you enjoy your yellow Limoncillo Pacamara, 25 pounder bag, um, uh, that was very, uh, oh my keys are fell out, oh my keys, um, kindly hand wrapped by me and Christopher, uh, yes, um, that's the end of the guest espresso blends, we're not going to be doing one next year, we're going to take a little bit of a break, it's been a lot of work and a lot of fun, so thank you for everybody that has participated in that. Christmas espresso and Christmas filter blends are now available on the site. A tradition of nine years. um, We are keeping that tradition alive. Um, They will be the Christmas and New Year's coffees for In My Mug. But if you want to try them before, then you should go on the site and do so. Limited for the month of December. Once they're gone, they are gone. Christmas opening and postage times are on the site. Take a look uh, if you need your In My Mug topping up for over the Christmas period. Um, This year, we will be sending out the the Christmas and New Year one uh, a couple of days before Christmas, so hopefully should be with you before then. And that was the slightly Christmasy but very informative news! So, as you can see, I am on my knees with man flu. Uh, I've delayed recording this for a few days, uh, hoping that I would improve. And I actually have improved a lot. Um, but I'm still feeling fairly grim. So I'm happy that we're using a coffee this week uh, that has a brilliant focus on, and a focus on that I recorded a few uh, months back. Um, Aldolfo of Fazenda Paseo, which is six weeks cof- this week's coffee, came to see us a few weeks, uh, well, a few months ago, as I said, and um, I asked him lots of questions about the farm when I wasn't full of flu. So healthy Steve and Aldolfo, it's over to you. So hello, so we've done a little introduction and as I said to you I've got a super special guest with me here. I've got Aldolfo of fazenda Paseo uh, in Brazil. Um, Aldolfo is gonna just tell you a little bit about the farm and a little bit about himself and, and how he came to be looking after the farm. So tell us Aldolfo, uh, how long have you worked on the farm and tell us a little bit about Paseo?
1: Hello, I'm very happy to be here in Hasbin with my big friend uh, Jirin, <laughs> and uh, I'll talk uh, a little about uh, my farm, fazenda passeio, in south of Minas. Uh, my my family works w- with coffee uh, about uh, more than one hundred years ago, and. Uh, uh, I think that the difference exists in our farm that we we works with coffee. We works with passion too, and uh, we we produce. We not produce that we like it. We produce that our customers like it. Our customer asks for me and for us, and we we targeting produce
0: the best coffee too. Aldalba is quite unique, as in most farms in Brazil are very big aren't they? And and how much coffee does your farm produce completely? So all of the coffee, how much do you produce?
1: Yes, in my farm we produce about 80,000 bags.
0: Which is a lot of bags, that's more than Bolivia. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you produce more coffee yeah. than Bolivia on your farm.
1: Yes. For in in special coffee, we produce about fifty percent
0: this quantity, about 4 4000 bags. So Aldafo has done this by planting some unique varietals on the farm? Yes. And also uh, with unique processing and I think that your processing is quite different to lots of processing I've seen, your natural processing? Yes, we specialize in, in
1: natural process because uh, poop natural is more easy to do uh, a good coffee, but natural process in Brazil isn't easy to, to make and uh, in, in our farm we specialize in this
0: process, in small lots, micro lots, to improve the quality. And uh, by having Microlots, Adolfo is paying coffees that we can try some and we go, actually that doesn't work so much for me. And this one, oh, I love this one. And we worked with you with the Ruby and the Topazio last year. So can you tell us a little bit about Ruby as a varietal and how you came to work with that coffee?
1: Yes, Ruby and Topazio we planted about five, six years ago. Uh, new varieties that we we are testing and uh, we we we, uh, uh, we see the quality we find the quality the the best quality of the farm Uh, ruby is a variety a a crosser catuaí and mundo novo topaz two normally ruby is red coffee and the uh, topazo
0: yellow coffee. So Mundo Novo is a, a variety that was developed in Brazil and it's very much a Brazilian variety and works very well in Brazil doesn't it? Yeah. And Catuai is the other?
1: Yes, yeah. Catuai and Mundo Novo are developed in Brazil yeah. and uh, uh, Mundo Novo uh, have, has 70% of Bourbon and uh, Catuai too e the, the crosser uh, uh, between Mundo Novo and Catuaí, uh, original, rubi and Topazo, excellent quality, excellent produce.
0: And I think this is really important because what Adolfo has done on the farm, he hasn't planted varieties that aren't going to work well there. So we see lots of people plant geisha in places where you shouldn't plant geisha. And geisha in Brazil should never ever be planted never, ever. Never, never. But some people will try it and they'll plant varietals that don't fit where they go. And what you've done is you've selected coffees that fit the soil and the climate that you have. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? And this is this is why it's so exciting to work with somebody like this, because they're not just going with the latest trend. They're going with coffees that are going to be really tasty and really delicious. Um, And as you're going to see, and I'm going to see when I'm back with you in just a moment. But, like, I think, you know, big hero worship for Aldolfo coming to talk to us today. It's amazing, and thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. I really like that video. I really liked Aldolfo. Uh, There's a picture of him meeting um, Roland where he looks rather petrified uh, because it's Roland's head off in my mug. Uh, Roland wasn't here that week um, so we thought we'd introduce him anyway. So this coffee comes from the Vieira family who specialised in coffee production for over three generations. Aldolfo is the current custodian of the farm um, and is one of the most attention to detail guys i think i've ever met he is uh very very good at controlling the variables um his farm is huge as we said in the video um bags is so many bags Um, but he has two kind of businesses he has this commercial business that sells a lot of commodity coffee then he has this very specialist business um that uh he looks at very differently because he knows he gets a very different price um, and probably spends just as much energy on this very small part of his business as he does the commercial side, as the commercial side doesn't really need him to have those, um, those attentions to detail. What does need his attention is the environmental uh, impact that a big farm like that can have. Um, uh, and Brazil is very protective of rainforests and very protective of it against the environment. He has a certain amount of native uh, forest set aside within the farm, um, which is uh, it's like a centre for tourists and school children and eco- uh, ecolo- ecologists, ecologists. Um, and he's constantly planting new trees uh, and has invented some, not invented but created some water sources, so man-made lakes. Uh, and and spent a lot of time and effort on that unlike most Brazilian farms it's all hand-picked and this is um, a lot of Brazil farms mechanically picked so they'll just go along with a big hoover and suck everything off the tree but he still goes to all of the attention of hand-picking his natural processing which is the coffee that I haven't sent you on this one but uh, I kind of wish I had a little bit is phenomenal like scary phenomenal um, he, uh, it is not like any other natural I've tasted. It's so clean and so well processed, but still has those delicious base notes. Um, and that's a coffee you should definitely try. Um, it's not going to be on it in my mug. So the Paseo uh, Ruby Natural is not one we're going to be selling. Um, now the farm. Produces uh, a number of different lots, as uh, Adolfo was saying. Uh, we also have a... Uh, so, the, the, the varietal, say, comes from Mundano and Catayi. Uh, both Brazilian lots uh, and, and very separately separated. There is a lot called Tapazio, which is the same as like this Mundunovu-Catayi uh, hybrid. But that's going to be a world exclusive for 3FE, uh, third floor espresso in Dublin, in Ireland. Um, that is, uh, we've actually started roasting there this week and it's a coffee that I've picked out especially for them. But we have the ruby here, so we should go through the numbers. It's called Fazenda Paseo. Um, it's 100% ruby. It is a pulp natural process. Um, it is, comes from a farm of an altitude of 1,100 metres to 1,200 metres above sea level. It is owned by Aldolfo. Henrique Vieira Ferreira uh, The nearest city is Alfinas um, The region is Minas Geras Which is one of my favourite regions in the country of Brazil So, um, yeah, I think it's now time for us to go and do the map bit And the map bit this week is another one of those stunners Brazil is really good at the map bit It's the map bit No expense spent It's the map Hello. So, we zoom down, as is the new way, and we zoom back out. And unusually, because we've been going to Africa and Asia a lot, we're going to go to um, South South America. Come on, Steve, get your brain in gear. So, South America. And uh, we're going to focus on the continent, so let's look at some stuff with our snazzy transition. We can see Brazil there and Bolivia and Peru, but we're interested in the continent. So six growing countries, population of a lot, a surface area of a lot, lot more. Um, And when you compare that against the UK, it kind of gives you a real idea of just how vast a country it is. Um, So we're going to zoom down to Brazil. Um, and here we can see uh, Inglaterra, Cachoeira, Paseo. Um, but before we go down to those farms, we should look at the country's statistics. So, uh, and more snazzy transitions. The country is called Brazil, or Brazil. The population, again, just humongous when you compare it to the UK. Four times the size population. Size, big, and the capital is Brasila. Which uh, everybody thinks it's Rio, um, but no, no, it's Brasilia, which is the uh, where the government is, um, and we're going to look at Minas Gerais. Uh, Minas Gerais, lots of great coffee comes from this region, but it's all down in the bottom south. Kind of southwest kind of part. So um, let's zoom down to there, and we'll zoom down to Perse. And you can see a really good view of the farm here. A great aerial view of the the, the little the water source and 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 all of the drying patios. Um, really good detail which I'm very very happy with um, to give you context of where they are compared to Cachoeira and Inglaterra you can see that it's a little bit more in Cachoeira is actually not in Minas Gerais; um, uh, it's it's on the border of um, and Pocas de Caldos is where Inglaterra is so let's look at the farm pictures um, And here we've got uh, Aldolfo looking very happy. And if you look at those ribs, the uh, the way the plants are in that top right picture, um, what I want you to do is look at the ribs. And then when we go back to the map, you can actually see those ribs. Can you see them? There we go. Zoom out so you can see it a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, we're going to look at the farm details. So the name is Fazenda Paseo. The altitude is 1,100 to 1,200 metres above sea level. The varietal is this unusual uh, ruby varietal. And the, the nearest town is uh, Alfinas. Um, the ruby varietal is the mixture of Mundanovu and Katai, um that we're, we're so proud to have. So that was the map bit. Told you it was going to be a good one, didn't I? Brazil just seems to have the satellites aligned at the right times, and um, yeah, they they always come up good. So it's time for Dale's Barista Question of the Week, and this week's has been sent in via Paul Buds, and uh, Paul was asking, he's been thinking a lot about the effect, if any, of the length of pre-infusion, the length of the pre-infusion on espresso would have on the extraction. So pre-infusion is something that happens before the main water pressure hits the espresso. So Dale, let us know. Not all pre-infusions are the same. Some just turn water on and off and reduce the flow. Others lower the pressure and let the water gently come through, allowing the inconsistencies of the barista to be ironed out. Pre-infusions also allow you to have a slightly coarser grind and maintaining a similar extraction, which can increase the mouthfeel. I'm a barista! He is indeed a barista you may notice to my right that I have no wheel of death I don't feel like punishing myself this week I feel I'm being punished enough with this cold. but the wheel of death will be back next week I promise it could be the wheel of uh, discovery but I don't want to take that chance so I'm going to whap you on pause I'm going to go make drinks and I'm going to do my very best to taste them with you Okay, so I'm back. Um stove straight into the espresso. I am skipping Snodzer in the bowl this week as I can barely breathe, let alone smell. But I will try and smell the espresso. Now this week, um, I've left it as light as possible, as I said earlier, because I'm not very well. Have I said I'm not very well? I should tell you about me not being very well, shouldn't I really? Um, But normally, it's during the week and somebody's out there making coffees because they're better baristas than me. Like, I am a coffee roaster. Like, it doesn't make you a good barista. Uh, I'm an adequate barista. I'm not a good barista. And I have lots of good baristas here. Um, But I've made these today because I'm on my own. It's on a Sunday. Yeah. And um, what Brazils for me allow you to do He's made a bit of a mistake. Like, not quite as big. So this was a 34-second pulled shot because it was a little slow. And I tried it, and I just went, that's really good. Like, that's that's perfect. And it allows you to pull a little bit longer. It was the right yield that I wanted from it. But if I'd pulled this at 23 seconds, it would have been tasty too. Um, as long as you get your... brew yield, correct? So how much you're trying to yield from the coffee that you're putting in. So I tend to work on a 1.55 basis. So if I'm putting in, um, say, 17 grams of coffee, I'm going to times that by 1.55 and that's the yield I'm going to want to achieve from that coffee. And forget the time. Brazils are great at that because they're just, they're so forgiving. Um, Like this espresso we had last week, it's very sweet. Very milk chocolatey. This one... Is unusual because last year it didn't have these notes it was much more biscuity and there's a little bit of that biscuity in there but actually there's a, a, a clean acidity and a clean sweetness which I think is very much honeydew melon um, I felt it on the cupping table and even with my reduced senses as they are today I can still taste it in there um, so I, I, it's definitely developing as a varietal this is its fifth year so, you know, last year was its first full production, this year is its first established production, I guess, and, and it's definitely improving. So, into milk. Now, the milk, adding milk, just brings out that chocolatey in the biscuit that's always been there. It kind of subdues that acidity down, and we'd expect that, um, you know, from a coffee, you know, that has a gentle acidity, the milk is going to kind of wipe it out a little bit. But again, a very pleasant cappuccino, and Brazil, particularly the put Naturals, lend themselves well to being uh, espresso-pulled coffee, in my opinion. Um, and my opinion's the only one that matters. So I'm just going to take a drink before moving on, because this is really difficult. Uh, I, I am going through... I'm having to think about this a lot. I'm having to think about the coffees a lot. I'm having to think about what I'm tasting a lot and it's 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 really tough. It's like somebody's turned the volume down in my head, um, so... But even with the volume turned down, that is delicious. It's really good. It's really, really, really good. Like, it is that milk chocolate punch that I expect from a delicious Brazil but that honeydew melon acidity and sweetness because you think about biting into a juicy honeydew melon you know you get that but you get that real sweetness with it as well that's what we're getting in here a little bit of white sugar as well which you don't see so much in the espresso and the cappuccino but there's a little bit of the white sugar sweetness too but it it is just predominantly sweet Um, and that biscuit finish that was in last year's is definitely there a little bit more and last year I compared this to a Kit Kat um, and I, I I I feel very similar about it now. Three delicious coffees from one delicious coffee. It, Brazil's are multi-talented, multifaceted. Will work in many many brew methods, and are vastly underrated. And when you get a producer like uh, Aldolfo, watching those details, watching what's happening in there, it's amazing. Now, if you turn on to the natural version, which I've said is not going to be an in my mug, I'm fairly confident it's not going to be an in my mug. But the natural one is like... Um, Kit Kat did a dark chocolate version of their thing. And it's just some more bass notes, some more boom, some more oomph. Uh, and that honey melon definitely disappears in the natural one to more like, uh, you know, dark chocolate kind of oomph. I would love to do a blend with just these two. And, and if I was doing the guest blends going forward, it's definitely something I would look at doing. Um, I think the two would work really, really well together, giving you that sweetness, acidity, but then those base notes underneath. But it's a delicious coffee. Anyway, I'm starting to ramble because the delirium is setting in of not being able to breathe um, and not being able to concentrate because of my man flu. I am going to go home and go to bed (laughs) and try and and edit this on a laptop from my sick bed, I think, but... uh, We'll see how that one works out. Listen, thank you for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. And I know this is my life is coming towards an end. (laughs) Bye.